0: So low vibrational. It's low vibrational. It's so low vibrational. And
1: it's like, no, that's actually a thing. It's actually a
0: um, reality. Welcome <laughs> to it. What's up, guys? Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Arcane Games podcast. My name is Mel. My name is Alyssa. And
1: we're coming at you with the Four of Pentacles today. The
0: Four of Pentacles. The Four of Baby. Penis. The Four of what? Penis. <laughs> I. It's really funny that my phone autocorrected to that. I hope it happens again. I don't even talk about penis enough for that to be happening. Siri has a dirty mind. <laughs> As you know, Mel and I curated the cards for this season to be of a darker theme, and the Four of Pentacles was one that I kind of more pushed to include in this group. Yeah. Um, I definitely see the dark side of this card. I vibe with and appreciate the struggles that it brings up, so I'm definitely excited to talk about all of that today yeah
1: it's definitely one that i would not loop into the darkest tarot card so i'm excited to have some conversation around that because like spoiler alert as someone who grew up poor i always saw this card as really positive for like most of my tarot journey
0: so it's also funny to me because upright i do tend to see the card as relatively positive and when I was referencing all of my books today, everyone was like, miser, greedy, like, horrible, awful, bad person. And I was like, that's not even how I read it.
1: LOL. Isn't that funny? That is funny. <laughs> Dang. Okay. Okay. So now I'm curious to know, how exactly do you interpret it when this card flies out upright?
0: So very much it just comes with the energy of being frugal and saving money to me. Okay. Which I don't think is a bad thing. I think that that's like a a piece of advice that comes to us in different phases of our life, you know, depending on what kind of sect of spirituality you find yourself in. There's like a lot of new age people who are like, you have to welcome abundance into your life in order to get abundance. So you have to tell yourself that you're always getting more money and always receiving. And you can't, like, tell yourself not to buy things because that tells the universe that you're not abundant. Like, like those weird little, little things. I think that there are pieces of that that can be useful. Yeah. You know, I think that worrying too much about finances can definitely put you in a shitty headspace I think that there's also pieces to that that are just insanely privileged mm-hmm. to think that everybody just receives things from the universe because they tell themselves that they do is just simply not true yeah in a stratified society <laughs>
1: How do you feel about, like, immediately getting off topic from the card? Because I have a lot to say.
0: I know. I know. I opened a can of worms.
1: (laughs) So, okay. Come for the tarot. Stay for the rants, right? Yes, please. One, that is rampant, especially on witch talk. And the reason I talk about TikTok so much is because what I really mean is the online spiritual space right the only spiritual community that a lot of people have a lot of people found witchcraft maybe through the pandemic, like the pandemic lockdowns. Mm-hmm. And there was kind of that recent surge and people only really have these online spaces as a resource and a sense of just community in general. They're not going out to like in-person gatherings or festivals or anything. And they don't have that grounded, more accepting, like realistic perspective that you'd, be pleasantly surprised to find when you meet people like us in real life, yeah, just like how I met you. You yeah. know what I mean? So I say witch talk, but I really do mean like the online spaces in general. It's just primarily on TikTok now, in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. And there's literally I've seen TikToks that are like, spend your last dollar in your bank account, like just get yourself a little treat. Money always comes back. Like, just have the confidence that it'll come back and you'll be fine. And I feel like the only type of person that can say that is the kind of person who says they're broke and what they mean is that was the last dollar in their checking account but they have thousands of dollars in savings or they have mommy and daddy that are footing their bills right so i just want to put that out there like don't feel bad or ever like you're not spiritual enough or you're not manifesting right because that's not your reality literally like there is a whole narrative that that person making a tiktok like that is not telling you yeah and without naming names of course i have people in my life who have said to me and and i'm not even shaming them because like that's their norm that's their life you know it's not your fault you have a certain privilege and whatever but i've had people in my life say to me like oh when my bank account hits like under 300 i consider myself broke and to me i'm like to have $300 of flexible income to just spend would be a delicious treat to me. I would be fucking living large, one. Two, even if I had $300 to just pay my bills and not save anything, not have anything left over, I would still feel fortunate. Like when the weekends for me, that means there's probably like 10 bucks in any of my bank accounts. If I'm making ends meet, like, I have nothing left. I am in debt. (laughs) Right. Not to mention I'm in debt. Not to mention I'm in debt. So, like, I just realize that there are people like that who are saying they're broke and saying they're struggling. And at the end of the day, they, they just might mean that they don't have as much spending money as they want or that they're used to. You'd also be surprised. This was a shock for me. I'm 24. A lot of people my age still literally live rent-free and therefore bill-free under their parents' roofs.
0: Absolutely.
1: That has not been the case for me since I was a teenager. So I didn't know that until just like I started. Honestly, like for me, it was when I went to college and, and there were all these kids who like, you know, they waited until their mom or dad direct deposited money into their account to like go out for the week. And I was like... Meanwhile, I'm, like, going to the campus food pantry because I was hungry. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That disparity became relevant to me and noticed by me when I was in college. So just if if you're like me and you – feel like everybody your age is so far ahead of you and how do you ever get out of this financial rut, a lot of times they have way more privilege than they're ever disclosing.
0: Absolutely. So don't fucking
1: feel bad about yourself.
0: Yeah, I just think that maybe it seems subtle to have the leg up of not having to work while you're in undergrad or having like a three-month buffer after college where you can live with your parents before you have to get a job so you can be a little bit pickier about the job you take so you can negotiate a wage and turn a job down versus not having that safety net, having to take whatever you have. And the just the way that those all of those little things add up to create more and more disparity is just huge.
1: Absolutely. It gives them a big head start and it leaves people like me feeling like I did something wrong or didn't work as hard. Yeah. Which couldn't be further from the truth.
0: Absolutely. And I think it's really easy to take for granted when you are in a position of privilege that you do have... Some type of benefit. Right. And I think that that's kind of where that new age spiritual mindset comes from, where people are like, oh, don't worry. Like, it'll, it'll, like, money will just come to you. And it's like, you don't realize, you don't realize the active harm that you're doing when you say that to people whose lives have been completely different than yours. Like, just don't speak on things that you don't know about. (laughs) Right.
1: Because, like, I've experienced this with many of my friends as well. And, like, I'm not necessarily dragging them or faulting them. Because, again, like, if it's just how you grew up and what your dynamic is and what you know, like – Yeah, that's what you know. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm not shaming anybody, but I think a lot of my friends or people in general don't understand. Let's say I drive home after recording this episode with you and my car shits the bucket in the middle (laughs) – kicks the bucket in the middle of the road. Mm -hmm. Not me saying shits the bucket.
0: (laughs) Shits the bucket.
1: (laughs) I was trying to say shits the bed and kicks the bucket anyway (laughs) at the same time, uh, which is just my life. If my car kicks the bucket in the middle of the road – I might legitimately not have the money or space on my credit card to get it towed, and there is no calling my parents to front that cost. Yeah. Neither of my parents
0: can do that. Yeah. Exactly, and and that's a, and that's a huge thing, and I am in a different position. Right, because – Every year for Christmas, my parents get me and all my sisters a AAA membership and Love. pay for it. Yeah. And even if I didn't have that, if I ever needed help, my parents would be there to bail me out financially like they would be and they have been so that's a huge part of where it's like maybe on the surface like you and me aren't that different but that like little difference is really significant right it is.
1: to the point where you know if god forbid something happened to you you wouldn't be in a good place but you'd be baseline safe yes. like i wouldn't even be baseline safe exactly. if i didn't have the money i'd be standing in that intersection saying oh what the fuck do i do yeah yeah because no one else is in my life that could f- even front me that money for me to pay
0: back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think that on some level, in mm-hmm. some spiritual spaces, it's a bit of a controversial thing to say, like, this is a time for you to be frugal and spend money. Mm. Because I think that there are a lot of spiritual people who would say that if that's never the case. Mm-hmm. And would look at a card like the Four of Pentacles as always a negative thing for that reason. Ah, you know yeah. what I mean? That makes sense because it's like oh you're restricting yourself you're holding back you're worrying about money that's always a bad thing but a lot of times when this card comes up upright for me I'm like no it's just this is just a time for you to save mm-hmm. it just says that's just part of life bro yeah. like yeah yeah
1: how do you see it reversed
0: reversed four of pentacles for me is like very big insecurity vibes That is when it gets into the territory of holding on way too tight, worrying way too much. That's a lot of like worrying about loss. Since it's pentacles, it's anything related to like the material world, right? Or the element of earth. So it's not just money, but this card speaks a lot to like physical security, physical material comfort and security. So anything that makes you feel safe, a safety blanket, a safety net of any sort. So upright, it's kind of like, build that. Mm -hmm. And in reverse, it's kind of like, okay, why do do you need this thing so badly to Mm -hmm. make you feel safe? Why Mm -hmm. don't you feel safe without it?
1: Mm -hmm. That is a callback to a discussion we had in one of our workshops. The Spring Equinox Tarot workshop that we hosted with... So many lovely members of our Patreon and some of you guys in general that just bought tickets. I got the Nine of Pentacles and I think it was reversed. Yeah. Yeah, it was reversed. And so I was like, fuck, I'm a broke bitch. And I think it might have been Aaron that interpreted it as like, no, it's just time for you to be rich in other areas of your life. And that's what you're reminding me of with the Four of Pentacles Reverse. Like, why do you need the physical thing so badly? Mm -hmm. What void are you trying to fill? Yeah,
0: exactly. How,
1: if you can't have the money or the resource right now, how else can you fill that emptiness? Yeah. So I love that. Yeah. I had to give that a shout out because it's a parallel for me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I I think part of the reason it's so interesting is because it can bring up like all of the physical ways that we reach for a sense of security even that don't have to do with money like money can be a huge one right because you can be using work to avoid (laughs) your feelings oh yeah avoid feelings of insecurity by saying okay if I always have ten thousand dollars in the bank then like I'll be fine I'll be safe and it's like especially like when we're talking about Being in capitalism, right? Like there's this inherent sense of insecurity that internalized capitalism gives us. And so you're always hyper aware that none of us are safe from poverty and the violence that comes with that Mm. from society and from the state. So if you're really afraid of that and you are you can use money as a buffer to quell that fear instead of addressing the root of the problem, which is... The fact that there is economic inequality in the first place, right? Yeah. Snaps. Yeah. But it can also be being really uncomfortable in your body. And so you're wearing baggy clothes all the time. Yeah. Or just a number of ways that you feel unsafe and the ways that you kind of cope with yeah. that. in in a physical way.
1: I love that you brought that up because whenever pentacles cards are talked about, I feel like there's a problem with just mass-produced tarot resources in general. Like, I know you love Biddy Tarot, but they're really guilty of this. I feel they only talk about the money a lot of times. And it's like, pentacles can be anything physical for me. Mm -hmm. Actually, I would say in client readings, pentacle cards come up more as I call it aesthetic, like, like the way you look, the way you present, the way you dress, do makeup, do hair, any of those things, yeah. even just the way you brush your teeth in the morning to take care of yourself, like, right. pentacles come up more about that than money. Yeah. So, yeah, those things that may seem shallow are not shallow because, like you just said, baggy clothes due to insecurity, it always leads to something deeper. Absolutely. And the way to liberate yourself in that case would be to... To, You know, in relation to the Four of Pentacles, maybe you find balance there by buying the one tight shirt that you're really interested in, but you've been scared to wear. And then you work that into your wardrobe, keep the baggy pants, put on the tight shirt oh, I actually feel pretty good. And then you start to tip the scales the other way and Mm. eventually things even out. Yeah. Like that's how, very much how I see it. Yeah. Because four is a very balanced number. It's an Mm -hmm. even number, right? So there's an aspect too of like correction there, like getting more to the middle.
0: Yeah. For me. Yeah. I definitely agree. And I, when I was like thinking through this card, one of the other cards that came up in relation to this was like temperance, which I I don't think I would usually associate with this card, but it does. There's that element of like balancing things out. Mm -hmm. And what you were saying reminded me of what Rachel Pollack said in 78 Degrees of Wisdom, Mm -hmm. a quote I pulled. She said that this card is dependence on material comforts and security for the stability represented by the number four. Mm -hmm. So getting that stability from something external
1: yep i do love that passage which leads i feel like almost more into how i read the card because it is rather different than you okay so my immediate association when this card when the four of pentacles comes out upright is proud stable stability after struggle So I see it Mm. as like a safe landing point. Okay. And I see this very much as like the first taste of financial stability after hardship. Right. And that's why, you know, after the four, it gets a little rocky before it gets better again. Because you do inherently have a false sense of stability. So you either – overcompensate for the time you had less money or you're so frugal to a detrimental point. Yeah. So it's kind of like the same way you see it, but I almost see it as like the step before it gets to that point.
0: Yeah, like you definitely, I feel like read into this card an element of insecurity being inherent in the card. Yes. Because you're having stability in relation to... Very, a very like present threat of instability,
1: yeah. So sometimes the card is a comfort, but it's it. Sometimes I think of the tarot, <laughs> all the different cards as like red, yellow, or green. You know, this would be that yellow card, yeah. Like, you know, yeah, it, it can be all right, but move forward with caution, yeah. That's this card to me, for sure. Um, and then my reversed, like, ugh. I can more so interpret reversed as greedy depending on the spread, depending on the other cards mm-hmm. that are around it. Like mm-hmm. you're you're too you're either too proud or or you're so frugal to the point where it starts hurting you and the people around you. Yeah.
0: Like, oh, do you remember that show, Extreme Cheapskates?
1: Yes. Just Holy like that. shit, literally. Okay,
0: wait, let me tell you about my favorite episode. Please. No, I, <laughs> I ate that shit up growing that up. That show was so entertaining, right? right? Um, my favorite episode was there was this man. And he was an extreme cheapskate, and he had a wife, and she was not an extreme cheapskate. And (laughs) he never, like... Bought her anything. Like, they never went out to dinner. They never got to do anything. Like, go nice places. Do nice things. Like, say I got flowers. Like, so freaking depressing, right? Yeah. So that was, like, a big part of his episode, was his relationship with his wife and how it was shitty because he was too cheap to do anything nice for her. <laughs> and so in the episode, he was like, I'm going to take you out for a date night. Oh, God. I think I remember. Go ahead. He... <laughs> I love this episode. I think he had free movie passes. So he was like, we'll go see a movie. And so they went to the movie theater. And it was a movie theater where if you got the large soda um, and or the large popcorn, you could get free refills. So they took their free movie passes and they went into the movie theater and sat down. And he was like, all right, I'm going to be right back and go to the bathroom. He was like, I'm going to surprise her with snacks from the concession stand. This man went into the garbage and found... A large popcorn bin and a large soda bin and like dumped the popcorn out, dumped the old soda out, took the soda thing into the bathroom and rinsed it out so he felt like it was cleaner and then brought them to the concession to get his free refills. No. And he didn't tell her. He brought them into the movie theater. It was like surprise. I got snatched, and she was like talking to the camera, like, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe he did this. He never does stuff like this." I'm so happy. I feel so bad for that woman. Where is she now? I hope she divorced him. I just got chills. Like, isn't that the
1: saddest thing? That's actually not okay. I know. And people get very sensitive about money and conversations like this because they're, especially in the spiritual space, they'll be like, you're just, you're just being shallow. It's so low
0: vibrational. It's low vibrational. It's so low vibrational. And it's like, no, that's actually a thing. It's actually a reality. Welcome (laughs) to it. Like, what the fuck? What the literal fuck? I know. That's sad. I hope she's all right. I hope she's divorced. Yeah. I hope she found a man who will buy her fresh popcorn. Or a woman. Or (laughs) I hope she found a woman. I just
1: want everyone to be gay. I know. I was reading. Okay, this is kind of embarrassing. (laughs) Do you ever stalk your own social media? Of course. I was stalking my own Twitter last night. Mm -hmm. And I came across this tweet that said, I do not have good gaydar. I do wish everyone was gay. And rarely I'm right. (laughs) And that just encapsulates me as a person, so thank you. (laughs) Thank you for laughing.
0: You're not making a strong case for Taylor Swift being gay with that tweet. Well, nobody
1: needs to know. (laughs) Taylor Swift is gay and not just because of my empty wishes.
0: (laughs) Did we just out ourselves as gaylers on the podcast? I'm nervous. (laughs) It's fine. (sighs) Anyway. Yeah, I think that... Extreme cheapskates is an example of how the Four of Pentacles reverse can show that, like, intense insecurity about money to a point that's, like, beyond rationality. That is, again, like, why do you feel so unsafe that you need to go to such extremes? Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to do with your actual physical well-being. It has so much more to do with, like, something mental going on. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and it's like if you, you know, people who went through the Great Depression like hiding money yeah. in their walls and shit, like it's a, it's a real thing. And like with COVID, like mm. everybody freaking out and making there be like a run on toilet paper as though that shit was wild. It's, it's very real. That insecurity is real. Mm-hmm. Something I wanted to mention that's actually
1: about the cards Sorry. is there's a certain darkness to the force all of the fours mm. don't you think yes maybe like uh, what about the four of wands? wands i was gonna say that's the only exception i really i mean i'm obviously such a romantic libra but i really struggle to see a downside to the four of wands that's the marriage card to me I And
0: mean, as a not romantic aquarius mm-hmm. um i do think that sometimes marriage feels like a trap but <laughs> well absolutely <laughs> so, so there's that but the, as far as the way i read it like yeah i read it
1: and like the card really positive right and like card. that card by itself yeah like i would i would get the marriage as a trap thing from like the surrounding cards in a spray, right, right possibly. right um so yeah with the exception of the four of wands i feel like the swords the pentacles the cups have a certain darkness. We already Mm. did the Four of Cups, so I'm not going to, you know, repeat myself. Go listen to that shit. It was a good episode. It was a fun episode. Four of Swords. Yeah. It's about resting, and that's my first perception of it. But sometimes it's about resting because that's literally all you can do and you're not functioning and you're so fucking burnt out that you can't get out of bed. Like...
0: Mm. And it's also often interpreted as rest in preparation for a battle. Right. Which is, again, like a very dark reason to be resting. <laughs> right. It's like a buildup of
1: paranoia. The way that, like, the swords are, like, right there mm-hmm, with you. Blooming. You're, like, you're just stuck. That feeling before the roller coaster goes down the hill. Yes, that's the Four of Swords exactly. to me. Uh So that's obviously dark. And then, yeah, there's, there's some darkness here, too, with the Four of Pentacles. So I For think sure. that's interesting.
0: Well, it, it does make sense to me because, like, again, we've said, while fours are really stable... They're still a quite early number along the journey Mm -hmm. to the 10 of any suit. Mm -hmm. So, even though it's this moment of stability, like you said, it's kind of a false stability because immediately followed by the five, and the fives across suits are tough, calamitous. so you're kind of right on that precipice of you're feeling okay for a second okay what's gonna come and then again like that moment of going over Mm -hmm. the roller coaster yeah yeah that's so true
1: so that was just an interesting observation i had when i was doing my notes should we read the rider weight definition oh my god good idea (laughs) Four of Pentacles, a crowned figure having a pentacle over his crown, clasps another with hands and arms. Two pentacles are under his feet. Which, by the way, that's basically all the imagery is as well. There is Literally. There is like a city or like a castle structure behind him. That's about it. And the sky is gray. The
0: ground is gray. Yeah. Place mentions in tarot history, symbolism, and divination that it kind of looks like the figure is on a stage. Um, oh it does look like that way. Like they're just like sitting on this box that looks like a prop, and like the, yeah, like the, li- the sky, not skyline, but the, like the line before the city. Divinatory meanings: the surety,
1: shorty, shorty, like
0: <laughs> the, uh, like shotty. <laughs> what uh, does it say?
1: S U R E T Y.
0: Oh, like the like yeah, the surety. Yeah
1: of possessions cleaving to that which one has gifts legacy inheritance which like yeah Yeah. like privilege like whatever that's real reversed suspense delay opposition which Mm -hmm. i it does make sense to me i get it i just don't explicitly
0: read it that way yeah so it's not the worst you know The Four of Pentacles, it's just interesting because this is one of those cards where I feel like I made up my entirely own definition to it. Low-key, yeah. (laughs) Low-key, same. And I read it so consistently every time and then I looked at all these books and I was like, where did I even get this idea from? Yeah. (laughs) Right. Um, awesome. I pulled this card last night for myself. Care to share the context? Of course. Um, (laughs) So I saw a spread on Instagram yesterday that I really wanted to do. It was called Blood Sacrifice the Spread. Goals by her name's Kaylee. I will put her Instagram handle in the description so you guys can look it up if you want to. It was a four card spread. And it is the source of the hurt, the wound and rot, how to stop the bleeding and the aftercare. So very like... A little dark, a little deep, not the kind of spread I usually do for myself, but I've been pulling a lot of Ten of Swords for myself and, like, death Reverse, and just getting a lot of, like, messages to go a little bit into the deeper, darker side of things. And also, like, especially the past like week or so, have just been feeling like particularly triggered by just like little things that that wouldn't usually bother me. so I, I've yeah. kind of been like, you know, let's let's see what's going on. So this seemed like a perfect spread to do. And I pulled for the source of the hurt, I pulled the three of wands for the wound in raw was the Four of Pentacles reversed. How to Stop the Bleeding was the Hanged Man. And (laughs) the Aftercare was the Eight of Cups reverse. Wow. So it was a really interesting little spread. I felt like a lot of it clicked for me. The most confusing part was the Three of Wands upright as the source of the hurt. Mm -hmm. Uh, I did pull a clarifier for that card and I got the Six of Swords upright. I think that there was like a really big message with the spread about my tendency to like brush over my feelings and just keep pushing forward instead of taking time to like process them and actually like deal with what needs to be dealt with.
1: No. That's rude. <laughs> By the way, if you want to roast Alyssa in real time as she does spreads for herself, join our Patreon
0: so you could be in the Discord because she dropped this in Discord last night. I did do that. (laughs) Just, you know, looking for my friends to talk about cards with me. But yeah, so it's been manifesting in some specific ways, I guess. And so I feel like this spread was really able, able to give me like a more general narrative about like what's going on so the four of pentacles reverse just really speaks to like a deep sense of insecurity that i think i create in myself when i don't let myself process things when they come up in mm. the moment mm-hmm. um this kind of situation where i i make things a lot worse for myself than they need to be mm. because i am just pushing forward And I'm like, I don't want to think about that right now. I have things to do. And then it's a month later, six months later, five years later. And whoopsies, I never processed that. And it's just been bubbling under the surface, making my life hell. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) So I think with the hangman coming up as how to stop the bleeding is very much like take that time to process, rest, meditate, let yourself feel what you're feeling and also wrap your head around the situation so you're not just blowing past it. And I think the aftercare being Eight of Cups reverse is really interesting too because it very much speaks to like... We haven't done the Eight of Cups yet, have we? I'm pretty sure we haven't. Okay. It's like... The Eight of Cups reverse for me. Spoilers is oftentimes like trying again with something that you were considering walking away from, right? So with that coming up as aftercare to this whole, like, loop, it's very much, like, instead of pulling away from – because CUPS is, like, your, like, emotional support system, right? Like, being willing to process the thing that triggered you and then go back to your support system after and, like, keep engaging in that, like, process um, instead of just blowing past things. And ultimately getting to a point where you just want to, like, leave, Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh, which happens to me a lot. (laughs) So that was a fun – it was, like, fun to pull this card the night before we were about to talk about it.
1: (laughs) I – and I think you'll agree when I say this – I found – that throughout the journey of doing this podcast, that happens to me. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if it's some reverse psychology manifesting it yeah. or what, but it really tends to, like, line up with the presence of a given card in my personal life Yeah, when we are
0: dissecting it in our professional lives. Absolutely. It's weird. I mean, I, I think it also just speaks to how relevant the tarot is yeah um in all cases yeah for sure and you know especially just from like a psychological perspective like talking about thinking about working through these cards it's always gonna help you understand something about yourself like yeah, that's the point man. love it. are you proud of me Yes thank you <laughs> I
1: <laughs> think it was a really relevant reading for you and I hope that you genuinely take the advice i'll try (laughs) i'll cheer you on i'm trying yeah we got you you got this let me read a little bit from what you referred to last week as my silly little book (laughs) (laughs) i made sure to find it and bring it today because this is fun so um is it in color that's dope Every other tarot book I've ever read in my life, I think, has been black and white. Yeah. Yeah, so she's cute. In Focus Tarot, Your Personal Guide by Stephen Bright. Listen, the cover is off-putting to me as well. I only ever considered this book because it was $5 at Barnes & Noble in the book annex when you, like, first walk in, and it's actually a great book, so don't judge a book by its cover okay so (laughs) four of pentacles as a situation when some kind of attention to balance is needed but it will likely regard monetary matters which is what we were kind of talking about but to speak specifically to what i was uh chatting with you about off i was gonna say off camera but off mics off the record off the record (laughs) Hoarding can be a situation associated with this card. Mm. Hoarding due to insecurity, um, it's an important time to look at your possessions and whether or not they're really needed to be happy. When the Four of Pentacles arrives in a reading, it could be asking you to make a small sacrifice, which is the other way I perceive this card. Like how you were saying it's time for you to be frugal. Mm -hmm. Getting your finances in order. Like a lot of times when this card comes up for a client I'm working with, I'll recommend that they actually sit down and do a budget. Or I'll ask them if they have a budget and they'll be like, no. And I'm like... Okay, it's time to sit down with your partner or whoever you share expenses with and be realistic. Yeah. So anyway, are you saving up for a wedding, vacation, or new home? I'm personally saving up for a wedding, so I feel that. Ouch. We never know what is around the corner, and this card suggests that tightening the proverbial belt could be beneficial in the long run for when Mm. an unexpected cost occurs. So right, it's also that forewarning to build a safety net in your personal finances that you may have not needed up until this point. Mm -hmm. It's almost like a reminder that a rainy day could come and you might be the only person who could, you know, help yourself out in that situation. So I do like that. I, I think it's relevant. The Four of Pentacles as a person, this lends itself more to what we opened the episode with, what you were talking about. Um, It's often nicknamed the card of the miser. (laughs) So it does say that. But I like this. When the Four of Pentacles depicts a romantic partner, it comes with a word of warning. Someone described by this card may view a partner in the same way they view their property and might become possessive of what they consider to be theirs. (laughs) Why are you making that face? (laughs) Alyssa's like, I want to be someone's property. No,
0: but I do have a tendency to be a little bit possessive. (laughs) No. (laughs) Listen, sorry, not all of us are as free love as you, Mel. Listen, Alyssa will never be part of
1: my polycule. It's fine.
0: I do I I want us to live on a commune together and I would help you raise your babies. It's I'm sorry that I don't want to be a throuple. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no comment. No, I totally thought um you could cut this out. I totally thought you were like thinking of a sexual innuendo innuendo because in innu- a You know what I'm trying to say. Because I I was replaying that time in my head when you told me you wanted someone to ravage your body, and I was like, yes. (laughs) She wants to be a piece of fucking meat right now. Let's go. (laughs) I'm sorry for the call out. (laughs) You could cut it out. You're in control of the editing.
0: (laughs) Am I wrong, though? I don't know what to say.
1: <laughs>
0: I like. I guess not. Like, yeah. Like possessiveness can be hot as like a, like a, as long as it's not for like I'm an Aquarius, right? It has to be a role play thing, right? Exactly. That cannot be real life. But if the roles are reverse and I am the possessor, mm-hmm. then it can be real life. <laughs> yeah whoopsies
1: (laughs) love that for you (laughs) but no i really like what the book says about that because i think it's very relevant i think it's something a lot of tarot books don't allude to and i have one card in specific that the imagery really is giving that for me so yeah yeah if the Four of Pentacles is coming up in relation to a romantic partner, look out for that, like, control and being treated as, like, just another possession. Yeah. Four of Pentacles in you. What or whom are you holding on? Stop laughing. I'm sorry,
0: it's a funny title.
1: <laughs> but that's... Okay, genuinely, I love that about this book because, like, I'm a huge journaling fan and i feel like that section of every card really gives you the opportunity to work with it in a personal way and i think it's easier to learn tarot like that than trying to just remember like textbook definitions absolutely so i find it really if, helpful yeah
0: if it's in the context of yourself mm-hmm. you'll actually remember it and internalize it because if it's about me then i care so true <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> right into the mic <laughs> the way I might have to keep that in no
1: don't Mel no, it was funny <laughs> <laughs> guys I'm drinking an emotional support diet coke today <laughs> So leave me alone. <laughs> so many bubbles. And I, I went to McDonald's for, okay, this is so embarrassing. I went to Aldi this week and Diet Coke was on sale and I got Diet Coke and yes. I literally have a six pack of Diet Coke in my fridge. And I opened my fridge before I came here and stared at it and said, nope, I need that McDonald's Coke. So I went to McDonald's. There were no deals for it on the app. Okay. I'm a big McDonald's app girly. Well, at least
0: you'll get the point.
1: At least I'll get the points. So I had to pay, you know, a dollar and nine cents for my McDonald's spicy ass Coke, and it was worth it. Thank you. Absolutely. <laughs> it really hits different. It I- hits
0: different? Yeah. Yeah it's different this time that's why i'm such a big proponent of putting ice in all my beverages we're really Ooh. we're really getting off topic here <laughs> but like that's why i put so much ice in everything is because it feels like it came from like a restaurant yeah or like <laughs> I, I think i just called mcdonald's a restaurant and now i'm embarrassed it is <laughs> fine dining <laughs> But, like, yeah, that's why I'm such such an ice girly. I'm like, ooh, this is fancy. I love that.
1: I get the same effect from putting things in cups with straws. Straws! Okay, so, <laughs> we're already off topic. Fuck it. Day job, I work with kids. I often go in with a large Dunkin' cup just for my water. Yeah. And they don't get it, and they think it's the funniest, stupidest, most interesting thing in the world. Like, they come up to me and they're like... Some of them, the younger ones, will be like, you got Dunkin'? What'd you get? And I'm like, it's water. Like, it's clear. Like, it's water. Yeah. And they're like, from Dunkin'? Like, they don't get it. And then the rest of them are like, where's your water bottle? Why didn't you just use a water bottle? But you know what? Like,
0: I just feel, I feel like I have a treat. Yeah, like, it's so cold and crisp and delicious. Yeah. And that's, like, that's why this cup is my yeah. girl, my um sponsor us. Actually, you can't because I don't know if this is slim or S slash M. It looks like, S/M. like S slash M. S, S, S N, <laughs> M, 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 M. M. Um, I got this water bottle from Target because it's pink and I liked it. And then I covered it in trashy stickers because of who I am as a person. Are you calling my Snooky sticker trashy? I am. And my friend who's like a little bit of an influencer was like, Oh my god! You got like an influencer water bottle, and I was like, "What are you talking about?" and She was like, "All the like TikTok girlies have that water bottle," and I was like, "I have no idea. Like, I have never seen that before in my life." And she was like, "Yeah, but you covered it in stickers." <laughs> Isn't that so fucking funny? But I like it because it has a straw, and I have a lot of ice, and it's like it it's it's stays better. Cold. Yeah, it's better.
1: Okay isn't it such a symptom of late stage capitalism that there's such a thing as water bottle culture and like <laughs> hierarchy and no literally what you're drinking out of is a status symbol now yeah. i'm being so serious yeah
0: because like hydro flask was really big and then one day you woke up and everybody was having yeti hydro flask out yeti in and
1: now it's stanley cup stanley cup with the mm-hmm. handle hmm
0: Which I don't have any of those.
1: Those shits are $50.
0: I, okay, but I have a bunch of hydro flasks and a bunch of Yetis because my family are those people. My sister and her husband, every year for Christmas, I'm getting, like, multiple hydro flasks. Mm -hmm. Like, I have the bougiest water bottles and I don't own anything else that costs above $10. -hmm. Like,
1: (laughs) When I worked in corporate PR, our vice president got me a Hydro Flask, and I felt so bougie, and I felt like I was really a 9-to-5 Dolly Parton-ass fucking <laughs> working girl. And I still use it to this day. It has like a million dents in it. like So do mine. But I
0: dropped them on concrete all the time.
1: It really does keep your water cold though.
0: So cold. <laughs> so cold. It's so nice. And like the knockoff ones really don't do the same thing no. at all. Remember um
1: the Visco Girl Hydro Flask oh, me- like do. meme? I do. I remember the I, the whole era. Water in your hydro flask? <laughs> friendship bracelets? No. She's like making the friendship bracelet on the hydro flask loop. I live for it.
0: Oh, that's my sister's stepdaughter. Really? Yeah.
1: One year, like whatever year that was... I went to my grandparents to hand out candy. This is like, we're just having a conversation now. Like, do you guys like this or is it annoying? Like,
0: honestly, I'm curious. One time somebody left a review of the podcast where they said that it was a great podcast and a great concept, but they wish that we would stay on topic more. Wait, really? Yeah. I didn't see that. <laughs> it was just one person. And I think for the most part, people tend to like the tangents, but I, like, I don't know. The the negative comments really hurt my feelings every time because I am, like, I live for the applause at my core. I'll see if I can find it for you. But continue. Tell me your story. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever year that Vine, or whatever it was, went viral...
1: I went to my grandparents to hand out candy to the trick-or-treaters because they get mad trick-or-treaters. And a girl came up to my grandparents' house for candy and her costume was literally Visco girl.
0: Ah! How funny. That's so funny. Like her brain. Oh, it was the same comment that also said that they're distracted by my vocal fry, which is why I got like more upset about that part. But... The whole review was, I love the concept of this pod, and I love the host's energy, authenticity, friendship, and lightheartedness. I just wish they stayed on topic more closely, and unfortunately, I find myself distracted by one of the hosts' vocal fry, but I'm excited to keep listening and learning. First of all, I just want to say, like, that was a really nice way to frame that. It was, like, overall a genuinely nice comment with, like, thoughtful feedback, and so I I don't want to be a dick and totally roast this person. What platform was this on? I'm just curious. Apple. Apple. Apple Podcasts. Yeah. But I do think it's really interesting to say that you love our authenticity and then also complain about my voice and our tangents when, like, like that's part of our authenticity.
1: Right. Like, it would be the To me, the vocal fry comment it is the same as someone from Europe comment or, like, London commenting that they don't like American accents. We can't really change that.
0: Well, I also feel like it's the same as, like, I don't know, like, you have, like, a YouTuber that you really like, who, like, sits in front of the camera and talks, and you're like, I love everything about this channel, except I really think she's ugly. Like,
1: right, like, that's just part (laughs) of who you are, like, why? It is what it is,
0: my guy, like, you like me or you don't. Right.
1: Yeah. I just, uh, yeah, I don't know why people think it's a thing you can or should change, or, like, why they feel the need to say that at all, I really don't, and I'm sorry that it happens.
0: What the fuck? But it, that's just being on the internet, I guess. <laughs> yeah, truly. I um, I, I'm I'll work on getting a thicker skin. <laughs> it's
1: fine. Listen, you you got the influencer water bottle. You got to <laughs> deal with the hate.
0: That's so true. I didn't even know I was getting an influencer water bottle. I literally was like, "This is so pretty." <laughs> Wait, I before we went on this ridiculous tangent, I was gonna say something potentially relevant.
1: I was about to read Four of Pentacles and you. Okay, great, read it. What or whom are you holding on to too tightly through fear of loss? What situation or relationship are you trying to control at this time? Could you be a little less relaxed with your finances? And is there something you need to save for? So I think that's a really grounded, helpful way to deal with this card coming up. Which is exactly
0: how I see it. Yeah.
1: And yeah, I just overall really thought this book got it right i
0: really i really liked the approach that that book takes for sure yeah um it's fun
1: i got the astrology book in this series but i have not cracked it open yet so like i don't know if it's gonna be as good or not i'll let you know
0: i want to be an astrology girly yeah speaking of astrology
1: let's hear it the
0: astrology of the four pentacles is that this card is related to the sun in Capricorn. I was going to guess Capricorn. And isn't that funny? Because we just did the devil, which is Capricorn. Yeah. So this card does have a heavy association with the devil. Yeah. That makes sense to me. Right. And I think that it was when in Holistic Tarot that talked a bit about the four pentacles and the relationship of this card with the devil. Mm -hmm. And kind of like, I feel like there is this feeling of being trapped by your attention to earthly things, Mm -hmm. uh, which is very the devil energy. And I think relates really well to the conversations we were having about the devil card being like only focused on the physical. Yeah. But also Capricorn is so like ambitious And they really want, like, Capricorns like money, but what they like so much more than money is status and power. (laughs) And, like, Capricorn energy is very much wanting to achieve a certain status and be seen a certain way. So it kind of gives the Four of Pentacles that association of, like, being really concerned with your image. Yes. As well love couldn't have said it better so my thing is like capricorn energy i like a lot of things about it yeah and it's my only earth sign and i have three capricorn places in my chart so i've had to really make peace with that part of myself because being an aquarius sun like for a long time i really judged the part of myself that like wanted to be respected and i don't know like i've always had this really just like ambitious side to me and then like the other side of my brain is like ew like what's wrong with you for wanting that and so like part of my integration journey has been you know finding love for for those capricorn pieces as well as the aquarius pieces but yeah capricorn energy definitely has its downsides it's just and i have a capricorn venus
1: Okay, yeah, which I'm
0: always on about because it hurts me. It hurts me on a regular basis.
1: <laughs> oh, I know. Isn't it funny that my Venus is also Libra, just like my son? Yes,
0: and it just makes sense because you're just like. If I ever a little Libra, I know.
1: If I ever start really like working with deities, it has to be Aphrodite, right? Because Jesus, Libra son is bad enough. Libra fucking Venus, like, can't I just go die in my little romantic hole, like? <laughs> I love that for you. That's how I feel That's about so it. That's so cute. No, it's mushy gushy.
0: But, like, in a cute way.
1: One day you said to me, and I know you didn't even mean it as a roast, but no, you- No, I'm
0: scared. I'm always putting my fucking foot in my mouth. What did I say, Mel? One
1: day you said to me, like, you've never been single. And you're so right, though. Yeah. Like, Like, I know you didn't mean it as a roast. Like, it's- I'm a relationship girly. Oh, yeah. I, and I love the juxtaposition of me saying that. But every week on the podcast, I'm like, I'm a dirty fucking slut.
0: <laughs> yeah? Like- <laughs> You could be both. Thank you. Mel is case in point that we contain multitudes. <laughs> Thank you so much. That's but my integration journey. How do you be a slut and married at the same time? Yes. Like, what is it? The virgin or the whore archetype fucking I'm both blown to pieces. Yeah. You're not a virgin archetype i sorry. <laughs> Am I a whore archetype? <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> All the Libras I know, for the most part, have also always been in relationships. Yeah. Like, Libras are relationship people. It's just a thing. For sure. Yeah. Like, I know a lot of different people, a lot of different kinds of people who have always been in relationships, and a lot of times that paradigm can come from a really toxic place, and we've, like, talked about this before on the podcast. Right. With the Libras I know, it's never come from that place. Right. All the Libras I know have, like, had really successful, really stable, long-term relationships. Like, my sister's a Libra. She was always dating someone for as long as I can remember since, I mean... She's five years older than me, but, like, since she was in high school, for sure, she was always bringing guys home. Different ones. Yeah. But, like, she was always with someone. And now she's, like, married and has two kids and a beautiful family and a husband that she loves and is, like, very settled and happy. Yeah. And one of my other best friends started dating her now husband when we were 15. Right. You know, like, it's just, it's just a Libra things. Just Libra things. Yeah. <laughs> So before we move on to imagery, I want to talk about a perspective that Rachel Pollock gave us on the Four of Pentacles and 70 Degrees of Wisdom. Oh, yeah. That is much less about money and much more about, like, energy, spirituality. Cool. And I thought it was really interesting. As magic signs, the pentacles symbolize basic emotional psychic energy. The man here uses his pentacles to close himself off from the outside world. He has covered his most vital points, Mm. the crown of the head literally a crown here, the heart and throat and the soles of the feet. People working with chakra meditation will recognize the first two as vital points of connection to spirit and to other people. Covering the feet symbolizes blocking ourselves off from the world around us. The man cannot, however, seal his back. We always remain vulnerable to life no matter how self-centered we try to make ourselves." And then she goes on to talk about how even that being said, in a lot of situations, it really does make sense to close off our energy Mm -hmm. points and protect ourselves energetically. And I think that that metaphor stands really well for kind of whatever sense you're talking about the Four of Pentacles in, whether it's physical or whatever. Where there is this twofold energy of like, yes, it's quite self-centered. You can see it as miserly. You can see it as greedy. It's certainly very closed off. And I think that there's a time and a place for that. Mm -hmm. And you can do it enough or you can do it too much. Right? Yeah. Very relatable, very understandable. Right? Yeah. I thought that that was really interesting. And I and I just like the way that it spoke to the imagery too, like thinking of like the pentacle in the middle as kind of like a shield and then like the bottom of your feet and the crown of your head because those are, those are just like really important points energetically and like when you're meditating, a lot of times like you think about energy like coming through your crown or like coming up from your feet, so...
1: Mm. Yeah. With that being said, if you Mm. need a good cleansing and you like don't have bathtub, do not underestimate the power of hair washes and foot baths. Mm. O-M-G. Just like take that ritual bath spell that you connect with that you found in a book or made for yourself and do it specifically all up in your hair on your scalp or even just anoint your forehead with it in a pinch or like
0: soak your feet yeah that's such a go-to for me i feel for that reason yeah i feel like washing my hair is always a huge mm -hmm. energy like (sighs)
1: Mm -hmm. you know this is just like the most tangenty episode ever but good shit i feel that way about cutting my hair too Mm -hmm. i've i've always cut my hair as a form of self like preservation and in really hard times in my life it's been very important to me and brought me a lot of like release cleansing comfort since 2020, I've not gotten my hair cut professionally. Wow. And I think it's interesting because that's when my life started to really spiral out of control, and it it became a very sacred practice for me to do it myself. And mm-hmm. I, I make a lot of jokes about, like, me butchering my hair with kitchen scissors, but the reality is, like, I don't – like, I have good friends that are incredible hairdressers that would absolutely do my hair, and I just don't feel emotionally, spiritually capable right now of someone else doing that for me because it has become truly sacred.
0: I love that. Yeah. I think that's incredible. Yeah.
1: That's – I don't know. I'm very sensitive about it. That's very
0: cool. Yeah. I think – Rachel Pollack's
1: interpretation there really corresponds with one of my images I want to talk about, which is my favorite, and it is from the Gilded Tarot, the Mm -hmm. first deck I ever worked with, and so he's not covering those vital points, he's holding the four pentacles in like, a bear hug. Okay. Like, he's, he could, one is, like, slipping. He could drop it at any moment. He's kind of, like, he's trying to look proud and royal. He's in, like, a purple, gold, and green getup. Mm-hmm. So he's trying to, like, show that status, but it shows, like, how he can drop everything at any moment. So I, I get from that, like, the, um, the ignorance, like, the closed-off You're closed off to, like, your own reality. Like, that's how I see it. But I could also see it as, like, greedy. Yeah. So that's actually my favorite because I feel like it can be interpreted in all of the ways that I believe the Four of Pentacles energy exists. Right? I really like
0: this. Yeah. It's so funny because it's exactly how you described it where, like, he has this look on his face where he's like, everything's, like, great. I'm doing great. But one of the Pentacles is literally falling out of his arms. Right? Like it tells a story that's hilarious (laughs) yeah what's your favorite my favorite is easily my crystal visions tarot nice it is so good okay it's this little like forest nymph girl wearing like like elf shoes what are they called i don't know she's wearing like little elf shoes she's adorable (laughs) She has climbed a tree, and she has her arms and legs wrapped around, like, one of the branches of the tree. And in front of the tree are the four pentacles. So she has, like, one of her legs is holding one pentacle to the tree. Like, her other leg is holding Mm. another pentacle to the tree. And, like, her arms are holding the other two, right? So she's grabbed – her whole body is wrapped around this tree, holding onto the pentacles – and then underneath the tree is more gold and there's also like crystals and stones and gems like it looks like a pot of gold beneath her wow and like it's an apple tree it's a super beautiful image i I love the imagery in crystal crystal visions tarot just like anyway i think it's great and also it's very similar to the tree in the five of pentacles in the crystal visions tarot Mm -hmm. i almost feel like it's the same tree Mm. in like a different season because it's winter in the five of pentacles and it's like yeah Probably like autumn because of the apples in the four of pentacles, which would make a lot of sense because autumn, then winter. Yeah. Um. But so it goes from this place of like holding on really tightly to five of pentacles, like complete poverty, right? Yeah. And it just gives me a much more physical manifestation of holding on. Like I love the way that it's her whole body. Right. Wrapped around the tree. Mm. It's my favorite.
1: I love it. We'll keep rolling with the... Flip-flopping back and forth. I'll tackle this one next. Pride Tarot. Four of Pentacles illustrated by Joe Lee. We've got this really leans into the miser stereotype. This is a trickster, a stage magician. Yeah. And he has the four coins in those corresponding spots. So he's just, he's a he's a schemer. He's a little conniving, it feels. That's really all I have to say about it. I really love this
0: depiction. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: He's so metro.
0: (laughs) He's so metro. He's mischievous. Like, I don't trust him. Never. I don't trust him at all. Mm -mm. But he's got that big smile. Yeah. Great.
1: Okay. Your turn. Ping pong. I love the Taylor one. I actually think that's a good one.
0: Taylor's holding four awards, um, in the four of Pentacles. So it's very like, I feel like it definitely speaks to greed a little bit in the sense of like, how many do, do you, you need? need? <laughs> what
1: do you get from it? If you know the story of Taylor Swift, by that, I mean, if mainly if you've watched her documentary, she's very, like based bases her like self-worth on approval. Mm-hmm. So I see it as like, You know, she makes it her purpose to basically please others and be seen as positive. And she talks a lot about how do I reinvent myself? How do I stay on top? How do I keep winning? How do I keep being successful with every era, every album, every everything I do? Yeah. And I kind of get that from this because, okay, she did that and then always wants more. So there's still a void. Yeah.
0: This image, I don't think it's from 1989 era because her hair is long, but it very much gave me the vibe of the part of the Miss Americana documentary where she's talking about 1989 and how up until that point she had been working so hard toward like what felt like a singular goal
1: yeah and
0: feeling like she was on top of the world and then like now what
1: exactly like like you still feel you have everything materialistically that you could want and there's still a void yeah and that goes to show so much one money isn't everything two status isn't everything three money doesn't save you yeah; four you could be at the top of the world to everybody else, and still have like the deepest, darkest mental issues, and nobody can even tell.
0: And what came right after 1989, friends?
1: Reputation.
0: <laughs> so, we all know what happened after this Four of Pentacles moment. Big Five of Pentacles energy, for sure.
1: Nobody's physically seen me for at least a year.
0: <laughs> I remember when she Nobody's said, Nobody's heard from me in months. <laughs> I'm doing better than I ever was. No, like, literally, nobody ever hears from me and Mel. Like, nobody's heard from... uh, We're so... We don't talk. Reserved. We don't- We're so private. Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Four of Pentacles from the Golden Age of Horror tarot deck by Bobby's tarot deck. Uh, I almost said Instagram. He is on Instagram, but Etsy if you want to buy it. I pulled this out and I was like, I hate this ugly shit. What is it? I want you to look at it and tell me what you think.
0: Okay. Well, he's like a, a marionette puppet and he's got, I don't know, I feel like he's like a banker mm-hmm. being like a, like a puppet being puppeteered mm-hmm. and everyone's pissed at him and they're in front of the capitol building mm-hmm. something in the bottom right corner is circled in red
1: mm-hmm. the way I am seeing this is like it's evoking great depression energy mm-hmm. And he is literally, like, the schemer, the one that got away at, like, the expense of all the struggling people around him. And, like, the Capitol building, so, like, and the marionette strings Mm -hmm. is the allusion to, you know, power control, using your power not for good and, like – all the politics that go into that. Also, he has glasses on that, like, they don't look like sunglasses, but they're, like, blocked. And he has gloves on, almost like he knows he's doing something bad and doesn't want his fingerprints on it. Mm -hmm. So I I also see it as him being so blinded by the fact that he's hurting other people. He might be so oblivious at this point in his privilege that he doesn't even think of the fact that he's hurting others. He's just self-motivated. And I think it's interesting that that this is appearing in a horror deck mm-hmm. because this is very much a real world horror. There's no monster. There's no ghost. Yeah, that's like yeah, you know.
0: I I like to that he's a puppet. And that there's this like feeling that somebody bigger is controlling him. Because Mm -hmm. it's very much, I feel like it's very representative of like directing your anger about the fucked up economic system that we have at an individual person when the reality is it's much bigger. So true. My wild unknown tarot is quite simple as per usual. The four pentacles are kind of like in like a cross. Shape, Father, Son, Holy Spirit vibes.
1: My favorite vibe.
0: (laughs) And they're tied together with like different colored strings. And it it very much, I'm going to talk about two at the same time because I feel like there's a commonality between that and my Tattoo Tarot Ink and Intuition, which is again, Four Pentacles kind of in a cross shape but instead of being tied together with string, it's kind of connected by this snake that's, like, going behind it. And it's very, they both very much give me this feeling of, like, being tied together by your material reality, this feeling of, like, being bound, but also having one thing very, like, precariously perched on the next thing, Mm. so that if you lost one piece of it, you would lose the whole thing, Mm -hmm. um, is the energy that I get from both of those cards. And, And I think that that speaks to the Four of Pentacles in the sense that like you're holding on so tight because you have this fear that your entire safety and well-being is resting on this one physical material thing
1: Mm -hmm. i really like that actually okay
0: i have one card left i saved
1: my most confusing for last okay so again i want to hear what you have to say about this so it's four of pumpkins this is the halloween tarot The figure in this card is basically a walking vegetable platter. I think his head is a radish, his body is a cucumber, and then his limbs are peas and pods. So I don't know what to make of that. He's still wearing a crown like Rider Waite. He is walking in one direction. The black cat in the card is walking the other direction and giving him the side eye. Mm-hmm. He's holding a card or a flyer with one of the pumpkins or pentacles on it. The other two are staked in the ground and the third is staked in a tree behind him. Mm. Mostly I want to know why he's a walking vegetable. Is that a radish, by the way? His head?
0: Yeah. Right? I would say so. It almost is like you're so concerned with the physical and material that you've literally become part of the Earth. Oh, yeah. You know? There's no separation between you and the plants. Yeah. It doesn't give me a lot, I don't know, for like the Four of Pentacles, though. I know. It was kind of a odd one Like, out. he's just walking.
1: Mm-hmm. He's just
0: going for a stroll. I do like that the cat is like, What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> What's this guy's deal? <laughs> Yeah. I don't know, man.
1: Yeah. Um, The only other thing I was thinking of is, like, the nature of where the pumpkins are is giving, like, political campaign, like, Mm. giving away your power to the man, becoming a slave to that. Yeah. Yeah institution of
0: bullshit it does look like he's like campaigning yeah like he's out out and about putting his posters up and the cat is just the anarchist right eclipse eclipse is an
1: anarchist you heard it here for a boy what do you think pauses um political party is no you're gonna call me a just again <laughs>
0: <laughs> the other night mel asked me what pauses like human name would be and he's 12 by the way and my i cat. answered honestly i don't remember what i said you said like gerald uh, yeah <laughs> I, I did say gerald and <laughs> she yelled at me and said that i was being ageist
1: <laughs> no because i do this thing if you look at like the chart in the vet office or whatever a cat like senior cats include cats 11 and up and I refuse to believe that I'm like he's 12 he's a little baby boy spring chicken like what the fuck do you mean but everyone else is like well he is a senior cat and I'm like what what he's a
0: preteen
1: in human years
0: whatever so I'm not falling into the trap and I'm not gonna tell you what I think his politics are (laughs) Fine. What do you think his politics are? I don't want to talk about it.
1: Okay. <laughs> guys, I thought this was a great episode.
0: I hope you enjoyed it.
1: I personally listen to podcasts for like the hosts and what they think is people and how they act and interact. So
0: I think it's more interesting when we go on tangents. I love a good parasocial relationship. I want you guys to be weirdly <laughs> attached to me. Okay and i was like that's not where i was going with this speech (laughs) says the girl who doesn't answer dms like what the fuck Just because i'm an aquarius
1: (laughs) but yeah i listen i really enjoyed this episode i had fun let us know if you guys felt the same way you can leave us a review depending on where you're listening Mm -hmm. you can comment on youtube you can dm us you
0: can get in on our patreon and talk to us directly you can get in on the discord which is super fun and pop in you can come to a workshop and
1: which is happening tonight if you're listening to this on release day we're doing a full moon tarot reading workshop
0: yes which i'm so excited about and i think that i love working with the energy of the moon cycles i know that Mel does a lot with the year, but that's kind of, like, a lot of planning for me. So I feel like the 28-day the moon cycle is a really solid place for me to, like, live.
1: <laughs> See, that feels more <laughs> overwhelming to me because it's more constant. Like, oh. I, I'd rather have
0: something, like, less frequent.
1: Mm. But –
0: I get it. I feel you. Yeah. That's funny. But yeah, so super excited to talk about using Tarot to work with the full moon and would love to see you guys there tonight and chat with you. It's super fun and conversational and we open the floor up a lot to what you guys think and what you want to talk about too. So
1: yeah, the tickets are now available on Alyssa's website. So you don't have to go through Eventbrite. They're $10 each. Or if you're part of the King Tier on Patreon, which is only $20 a month, any workshop is free to you. So
0: And it includes like a bunch of other stuff too, not right. just the workshops. That's just so one feature. It's definitely worth, worth it, it if you're into that kind of thing. Whatever. Hell yeah. So make sure that you're following us on Instagram and TikTok and that you're on our mailing list and all of that fun stuff. We are – So excited about this fun season that we're smack dab in the middle of. And we're just loving hearing all of your feedback and hanging out with you guys. So thank you. Love you guys so much. And we'll see you next Tuesday. Bye. Bye.